Warning, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based on psychic impressions and true life events that may be potentially frightening and or disturbing to some viewers. Any of the information that is shared in this production should not replace the advice of medical professionals and is intended for general purposes only. Viewer discretion is advised. Take a matcha, a little hit of this matcha, because every time I drink the matcha, it's like something else come to me. This matcha is spiritual. Spiritual matcha. Hashtag spiritual matcha. There's something spiritual behind matcha, I bet. A side of matcha. Yep. A la carte matcha. I was Googling uh, spiritual effects of matcha. That's fine. Tell me, because I want to know. It says, uplifts your spirit and brings the mind and body into harmony. Yep. Spirit food. Matcha is rich in L-theanine. Promotes a state of relaxation. Gives you a little feng shui. Nice. Yeah, I can tell. It's got, it's definitely something spiritual to it. You can do, oh, you can use it in meditation. Interesting. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. And if you're new, welcome. Myself and my co-host, Emily, are two mediums that specialize in the paranormal. Our purpose is to shed light on what goes bump in the night. That's why we call this podcast Lights at Midnight. I want to start off by telling everyone Happy New Year. Yes, it was last year when we made our last podcast post when we discussed the ghost of Christmas past where we talked about the Charlie Lawson family massacre and all the haunted activity that happens surrounding that area. If you guys have not checked out that episode, it is long, but it is definitely a good one. We had Brittany and Ethan come on and share many of their haunting experiences in that area. It was definitely one of my favorites that we've done so far. But today, we are going to do something kind of like an informative story time. So Emily and I go through different things that happen in the home related to our five senses and how we experience them and how they could be related to even you experiencing uh, these things through your own psychic abilities. So as we were recording, we ended up having a really neat idea that was birthed from us just kind of getting ready for the podcast. Basically, we're going to start a little series here and there where we have spiritual tea time. So we'll be spilling some spiritual tea today. That's what we're going to call these types of episodes where we inform listeners of different things uh, regarding uh, paranormal activity or whatnot. And we're going to be learning about psychic abilities and different type of spirits and stuff. And then kind of tell some of our experiences that happened to us along the way. So we are calling this spiritual tea time. Chastity. 
Yes. What is the name of this recording? Voices, Shadows, and Clairs. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. So today we're going to kind of be tying uh, in what we did in a few previous episodes. If you guys have heard them, we did Haunted Person versus Haunted Place and then Haunted Objects. So we're going to be elaborating on basically what happens during a haunting. So we're going into basically a haunted location, haunted place, but we're going to be talking about the things that actually can happen and discussing why they happen and maybe have a little uh, story to go along with some of these things. And me and them have been working for the last little bit on a list, a comprehensive list um, to kind of group some things together and maybe get a clear definition of how all this works so in addition we'll be to like how we experience hauntings through our five senses yes so basically it, your five senses your hearing touch taste smell and sight so that also goes along with your clairs or psychic abilities and plus there's a couple more um that you know or can be included but we noticed a correlation when it you know when it comes to our senses versus our psychic senses so we kind of made a little group here of things uh for haunted houses it would be your place what happens in your environment or the place that you're in versus what happens to the person and then even other people or other like beings like animals and plants and such yeah so a haunting is very much dependent on whether a person is haunted we talked about this which is something poltergeist could be involved as well and then or is it a place haunted and that could be on uh, through several different things like traumatic events that cause residual energy or even environmental factors like ley lines and then objects bring an object into a place which can cause a haunting yeah so for how land that would include previous events that could lead or leave residual energies so that could include wars or rituals done by people mm -hmm. and also for lands uh, again ley lines or just earth energetic lines that there's all different types of things and the way that the earth moves and the different types of elements that are in the ground there can actually affect it because in our last episode we actually discussed a lot about how the land may be picking up and like holding on to residual energy as well and i want to kind of include portals too because you can have yep. natural occurring portals from like ley lines and earth energies and or per portals that are created like new so yep. ones that are created by people from rituals or anything else that goes along those lines yeah and traumatic events even yeah for objects that could just include entities being attached to them or being cursed that's usually objects that are already haunted or with issues and then for person um that includes unknown abilities traumatic events and and or mental illness situations 
So, so there's is a lot to it, and that's kind of why we wanted to make a comprehensive list to talk about it. Because everybody, you know, me and him were discussing, everybody's seen a scary movie. We know that shit moves, you know. We know that things that happen, people see shadows, and you hear knocks and bangs. But we kind of wanted to go in depth a little bit and share some of our stories to, you know, make it a little interesting and kind of discuss. And even at the end of this, we kind of want to go over things that you can do to help with things like this or steps that you can take to kind of cleanse your area, cleanse your space, yourself, and, you know, overall just how to help with dealing with being a haunted person, living in a haunted place, or having a haunted object. So this is more or less an overview with a little more in-depth mm -hmm. information. Yeah. So the first one, the thing that everybody, like, knows, like Chastity said about, like, haunted movies, like, not haunted movies, but um, horror movies and stuff like that. They always throw in the unexplained noises. So voices... Or that creepy, like, copycat of loved ones. So an example would be, like, you hear your mom calling you, but it's not your mom. <laughs> or, like, knocks, bangs, creaking, scratches on the wall, footsteps, cries, whispers, things like that. Yeah, and a lot of times, you know, you'll second-guess yourself or you'll doubt that these things are happening for a long time, which can kind of make you, you know, think, like, am I going crazy? But a lot of times, you know, things can be explained. Things can be debunked. But at a certain point, you know. You just know when it's not you anymore. And I think it's also important to say, too, when we go through this list, like, yeah, sure, it could be one of these things and boom, you have a haunting. But generally... It's a multitude of these things. It's usually not just one. There's like a bunch of shit going on at one time. If that makes sense. So it's like you're not going to just have unexplained noises. You're going to have some other things on this list as well. Absolutely. It's like when I visited uh, Madison Dry Goods store a couple weeks ago. I was upstairs and I believe I called a knock. But somebody on TikTok said, well, you know, the wood in the floor is old so even if you're standing still it can still like creak together and stuff like that but with the other evidence that i caught and the i mean i was there you know and it's a different feeling so even though you might be in an old house with wooden floors and you're walking across it and the other side of the room creaks yes it could be the floor but if you're having these other occurrences going on you're having other things happen you know, you can only debunk so much before it becomes, you know, uh, classified as what you could call a haunting. Yeah, and for those without abilities who can't just be like, okay, there's footsteps going on, but could it be like if you live in one of those twins, like I live in a twin, so we have another side of the house that someone else lives on. But like, for example... Like, it's good to debunk. I always say, always debunk the stuff first. But for those who are not psychic and can't see the entities that go along with it, that's why I always say, like, make sure and, like, may even make lists and go through and see what other things are going on. Because maybe it is something so simple as, you know, another person actually doing it. But like I said before, if when you have psychic abilities, so... For example, with Chas in the Madison dry goods store, like you could see the other stuff that's there, but 
someone watching a TikTok video, yeah, it's easy for them to be like, oh, it's because it's an old building. But like, if you can see the entity that goes along with the noise being made, it's easier for us to be like, oh, it's this. Does that make sense? Right. Mm -hmm. And also too, you know, you may have, everybody has abilities to a degree. Some people are just more aware and, you know, more attentive to what their ability, psychic abilities are. So this really does go hand in hand. You could have psychic abilities and not even know it. And that's the reason you're experiencing these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that. It's a big part of it too. Yeah, because going through this list when we were talking about it earlier, I when I was having my uh my haunting stuff, I didn't realize at the time that I had abilities and that's why I was one of the only people experiencing some of these things. Right. And so your family didn't hear the noises. Mm -hmm. They didn't see, you know, certain apparitions or um, whatnot. But when a door opens on its own or you you shut the door and you know you shut it and it's open, it's really hard to deny like when things start moving. And, you know, even in a haunting, there's different things, especially if you move into a home and things are quiet, there could be like the energy's laying low you know, mm -hmm. until a certain moment or a point in time where it starts to kind of show itself, where it gets com more comfortable with you. And it even attaches itself to certain people based on their energy, because everything that we do here in the physical is represented in the spiritual energetically. So they, they, uh, I say they, but the entity or the energy or the, you know, earthbound spirit can actually target certain people in the household as well. Yep. So, and they'll do that because they, uh, depending on the intent of the um, entity, and I'm going to use the word entity for the multitude of things that it could be, uh, depending on the intent, you know, it could try to single you out to then in turn get what it wants, whether that's uh, feeding food because it uses people as food, mm -hmm. you know, or whatnot. So it just all really depends. I mean, you know, there's so many different ways that a place or a person can experience a haunting. Uh, I think it's just good to kind of go over all of this and kind of, you know, basically, I wouldn't call it a field guide, but have like a kind of a guide to know that we're not fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but I also want to add too, like with what you said, depending on the malevolency of the entity, like, sure, if it's, like, for food and whatnot, it could be waiting for a certain time to get the most reaction out of you. So it could just wait until things are, like, more calm. Or it'll wait for your most vulnerable state. Or if yep. you have any mental illnesses or any mental breakdowns, it'll wait. If, if it's very malevolent, it'll definitely wait till you're at your lowest point. So... When people argue, like, hi, like, why, like, when I first moved in here, it was fine, but now all of a sudden, um, shit's hitting the fan, and I hate when people use that as a way to be, like, to try to prove you wrong. They'd be like, oh, well, if it was haunted, it would have started immediately. Not necessarily. Yeah, or it would be happening to me, because you'd be talking about other family yeah. members. Why is this not happening to me? You know, that's like a classic scary movie, too. That. Well, that, that is a good, yeah, representation of actually what really happens. Some people are just in denial. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and we're not talking about everybody here. I mean, you know, this, a true blue haunting, the hauntings are more, so depending on how well you are attuned to your environment and your surroundings, other people may not be as, you know, tuned in as you are. Therefore, you'll pick up on more stuff wherever you go. Mm -hmm. Like me and Emily, we can pick up on a lot of things. Uh, certain people may pick up on it, you know, with the different types of senses. We were talking about the clairs and stuff and not even realize it. You can walk around and be clairaudient or, or clair, uh, cognizant, for example, and not realize that, you know, hey, these aren't my own thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that's how people end up getting, you know, um, mentally disturbed sometimes now is this the case all the time no like a, like we've said at the beginning of our all of our you know episodes that we're not medical professionals but we're speaking in terms of hauntings themselves so moving back uh, or going back to the whole mental things like they can actually trigger what would mimic schizophrenia for or example bipolar um i've actually Yep, bipolar. Um, the energy can influence you in different ways. And yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to it. It's multi layers like an onion in a way. And I think with my background, knowing a good chunk about um, mental disorders and the abnormal psych, it's easier for me to distinguish if someone's got a mental disorder versus some kind of nasty entity attachment right and going into noises um if if you're hearing noises and nobody else is hearing them you very well could be clairaudient that could be one of uh your abilities versus the whole family hearing you know the three knocks you know randomly at the door but nobody's there and hey if you ever hear knocking at your door always look out your door not just for your own like physical protection but if you hear a knock at your door and nobody's out there common sense says don't open the door because we've actually made that mistake one time <laughs> oh yeah yeah don't look like you can look out your door window but don't open your door to look out like keep it closed but like i don't know some houses have those little windows next to your door and you can just look out that door or you have the window above your door but don't open your door yeah, to look. Um, I've actually, well, I didn't make that mistake. But one time, me and V, we were in the bedroom and we heard a knock, but it sounded like it come from a long distance. It almost was like an ethereal knock. And it was at the back door. Ooh. And I'm like, D don't open the door. Like, it just didn't sound right. It didn't sound like a normal knock. And then we heard it at the front door. And I'm like, please don't open the door. And this is before V kind of got more on board with kind of what was happening because basically my 15 year haunting followed me uh, in my other relationship because I started having more to do and more involved in my ex-husband's life with my children. And we were trying to like, you know, make a amends and a peace and just be a part of each other's life. And I just got a little bit too intertwined and I've spoke about this before, but yeah, Anyways, V went and opened the door and we started having a bunch of crazy shit happen because we opened the door. So that goes along with noises, you know, obviously um, living in this house when I first moved in, there was something already here and it was like a big black blob and we would hear something and then we would see like this black shadow rush down the hallway and disappear. It was like a residual energy though. 
So even these can all intertwine together, but that's just an example of, you know, noises mm. and things not to do when you hear. Also, like if if you're astral projecting, you know you're astral projecting or you're dreaming and you are aware and you can kind of manipulate your dreams. If you're in a situation on the astral realm or some people call it dreaming and you got knocking in there on a door, don't fucking open that either. Even if it's in a dream or on the astral realm, don't open the door. Spirit just told me that it um, by doing that in the astral realm, you're actually creating a portal. Yeah. That's what I just heard was that actually can create a mm -hmm. portal. Um, and then copycats, like I'll say one day for noises, um, my fiance V ran to the store uh, and he got some snacks and it was just me and my youngest daughter here. She was little. She was like three years old. Me and her heard a car come up the driveway. We heard the door open. And granted, we were on the other side of the house, but we heard these things. And I said, oh, well, daddy's home, you know. And I said, he's got your snacks. And because I heard V come in the door and say, Ivy. And I'm like, go see daddy. And she run in there and she come back. She's like, daddy's not here. And that was around the same time that we had the knock at the door. And I can't tell you what happened first, whether it was the knock or that. That was one of the creepiest things when we talk about copycat voices, because entities do have the ability to do that. And that was one of the examples that happened to me. Uh, it was really, really scary. Now, my one question is too, is how much now, we know entities can do that for sure. But what about residual energy of that? Because, okay, so I was just shown this to my, like, okay. One thing that used to happen at my parents' house a lot is I'd hear the garage door open, like, with my dad, kind of like how you were talking about V coming in through uh -huh. the door. But I used to have that a lot. But with the garage door opening, and I'm realizing I would go open that, like, I would open the garage door, the inner uh -huh. one, to see to see what it was to see if my dad was home and i just heard yeah you let shit in when it's you did very that possible too. that's probably uh similar to like uh, the knocks you know and then opening the door the copycat entities there's something about them that make them in my well th that's to go i guess with what we were talking about before but as far as the voices and something mimicking somebody's voice i think that's a specific mm -hmm. type of entity which um what is it there's another one is it um what's the name of it, it just left me uh skinwalkers don't skinwalk mm -hmm. do they say skinwalkers do that type of stuff which i think this yeah. is still different because skinwalkers are something that's considered to be like physical to a degree even though they're you know spiritual is still physical though too so there's just a lot of different things it's both. Yeah. yeah. There's just so many different things to cover, which we do plan on talking about entities very soon. Probably our next episode. We're not going to guarantee that, but more than likely. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then for me, like I said, I would hear the garage door opening a lot. I also used to hear, and this could be more of a clear audience thing because I just realized it when you were talking about your cuckoo clock. I remember my cuckoo clock and it going off even though it wasn't going yeah. off. Oh, yeah. Before we started recording, um, there yeah. was – we were talking about um, poltergeist activity and how um, somebody that – creates the poltergeist activity can actually make electronics go off and my great great grandmother's uh, clock had not worked in many many years and we heard it ding and my mother 
were, had uh, tendencies to have poltergeist activity happen around her. But I'm going to save that yeah. for a little bit later because we're going to get into it. But anyways, with noises, yes, that is definitely a sign that your house is haunted. If you hear your floors creak randomly, that does not mean your house is haunted. But if you start having a multitude of things happen when it comes to noises, it might even be at the same time every yeah. day even though it's residual residual energy is still considered in my opinion part of mm -hmm. a haunting that actually can for the most part be taken care of if handled properly because residual energy i'm personally feeling can actually still affect the person and the environment and having residual energy lingering around can affect people's moods as well yeah. so i think that's important to note mm -hmm. So f during my haunting um, with the noises, I had a chameleon cage because I had a chameleon and I would hear three taps on that glass. And this was after he died. So there was nothing in it alive. So I would hear tap, tap, tap. Like, and you could tell it was the glass because it's a, it's a specific ping sound. So I knew exactly where it came from, but then I would look and right. that was before I knew about my abilities and stuff. And I, I was going to say you were younger yeah. when this happened right now. Um, did you get really upset when this pet? Died? I was so upset. That's why it was tapping on the glass because every time it tapped on the glass, it made you think about the death of yeah. your pet and in turn, fed off of that energy that's just what i got because i i see like a f uh fingernail yep, going i remember tip, seeing tip, the fingernail too that's weird because i see like a long nasty yep. looking fingernail and uh yeah that was the so that i'm gonna say that was like entity interference mm -hmm. for sure more so maybe even than residual like that was doing it on purpose yeah. to upset you and i think that's what killed my we'll we'll get to that towards the end yeah i've got if you want to yell because we have pets yeah. coming up too and you know that reminded me of something else as well so moving on from noises now we figured we'd go into movement because generally a lot of times i mean it doesn't have to happen in any order but a lot of times you'll start hearing noises first, then things you might start noticing movement mm -hmm. or odd movements of things in your house. So Emily, would you like to let us know about movement? Absolutely. So I have levitation, appearing and disappearing objects, doors opening and closing, and that also goes with like cabinets and drawers and psychokinetic energy like things that are being moved and that has to also do with poltergeisty things mm -hmm. and just objects in general just even uh for example i just cleansed my mother's home and she told me about a week afterwards she ended up having a traumatic event or some just some stresses in her life a week after she's really kind of worked on her spiritual and mental health and everything but some stuff started happening and her coffee cup moved six inches right in front of her face this happened like two weeks ago so um movement can be a lot of things a lot of different it could be um different types of you know of course entities doing it so levitation generally it takes a lot for example to happen a lot of times levitation is associated with 
very negative malevolent energies but if your door's left mm -hmm. open that could be you know just for example you shut the door the door gets open that could be an earthbound spirit but even earthbound yeah. spirits can yeah. be malevolent so don't doubt that but yeah yeah i had an experience in my parents house where i was um sleeping in my bed in my room but this is when my room is moved upstairs but um I was sleeping and on the astral realm I felt like I was being moved and levitating and I woke up to my arm being raised above my body and it scared the fucking shit out of me oh my god <laughs> yeah I've had that happen in a different way not quite my arm but um being awake fully not in an astral sense i had laid mm -hmm. i come in my room i was tired i laid across my bed and my feet were hanging off and i felt like both sides of the bed because i was like at the very end of the bed laying diagonal and i felt the bed get like pressed in almost like v had come up to like lean over me to see if i was sleeping but i realized like i didn't feel any cloth or anything so i turned around with like the most like ready to war face fight and there was nothing there so they actually moved mm -hmm. the bed around me but i wasn't moved in the sense and that was me being completely awake now i have been moved and i in the astral sense but i've never actually been moved like myself by anything which also can go with mm -hmm. physical like physical stuff but that's the only way i can yeah. relate to that now i've had a lot of movement of other items but <laughs> oh my god your closet though with the shit falling my daughter's closet yeah so i started reading a book um about like demonic things and when i started doing my research and the closet was blocked because we were in the process of switching from a toddler bed to like a full-size bed for one of my children and we had the mattress up against the closet door at that time and yeah stuff was just and we've never had mice in this house or anything and yeah this closet matter of fact this closet has some dolls in it i Ooh. forgot about that yeah it's got some dolls from um my ex-husband's grandmother that she gave them to my oldest daughter but yeah so when i was reading this book i actually would like bless this part of my room actually with holy oil because stuff started moving around in that closet and the kids couldn't get in it and nobody had been in it because we left it there because we have other we have drawers for our clothes and that was just actually being used for storage at the time and i have one where i was in my parents house i was actually with hades and um we were watching something on netflix or something because we were just in we we're about to go to bed and I closed my eyes for a brief moment just to do a little quick meditation and whatnot. And, you know, trying to have a conversation with Shiva. And I am not kidding you. My belt was sitting on the hook of my door. It lifted up off the hook and fell on the floor and it scared the bejesus out of us. Was that near the spot that I picked up on having all the dark No, that energy? was on our door. That was the, the door to the hallway. Oh, okay. I got mm -hmm. you. I was just curious. Yeah. Oh, and then the time, another example of like things moving when this would be like disappearing and reappearing. Now this was super fucking creepy. 
um, guys, y'all should just think of this as as we go through these things, we've got a lot of different uh, things that's happened to us. So this is going to be like two sentence scary stories, like on Netflix in a way. Hopefully I don't get sued for saying <laughs> that. But anyways, <laughs> um, we had an object sitting on our bed. We literally brought it in. It was like a little silicone case. And we sat it down on the bed and me and V turned around and looked and it wasn't there. We're like, well, where did this go? We couldn't find it. We searched for it. It was very strange. And it was just me and V in the house. And I'd say three, four months later, he had got a respirator for, I think he got it for like carving or something where he's carving wood. And he decided to decorate it because he's an artist. So anything he gets his hands on, he manipulates in some artistic way. When well, he was outside and he was in the basement and matter of fact, underneath our bedroom. So almost directly from where this thing disappeared. I mean, within feet, if you were just to like drop down a floor, um, he lost the strap, the straps he left sitting there because he took the straps off of the respirator. So, you know, they wouldn't get paint on them because I think he just like spray painted it. He did like a where you like cut out an image. I think he did flames on it or something with green spray paint. And he was outside and turned around and it, it was gone. And at this point, we knew we had some stuff going on and he went in the basement and he was like, give me back my shit. And all of a sudden, he heard a thud in the bucket, and he went and looked in the bucket, and that strap and that silicone case was, the strap was wrapped around the silicone case, and it literally just reappeared back in the bucket, but his, after he demanded for it to, to be gave back to him. That was one of the craziest things about disappearing, reappearing that I've been here for. Now, V actually experienced something with my, uh, my best friend. They had stuff like fly off the mantle before while she was here. Now, I've never had, well, every once in a while, actually, he actually has that happen more than I do of stuff just being like, like, for example, just something smacked the wall. And this was in the last few months, um, during some kind of rough periods for him. And it like knocked everything off the wall, but I've had so much shit fly around and move during times of my life. But luckily guys, you can kind of stop this. Like you can kind of make changes for, you know, in your life, your, you know, mental and physical health and just your environmental health. Uh, to make this kind of shit stop because even though it sounds scary and it sounds kind of cool to experience you don't want nope. this kind of energy nope. in your house nope nope <laughs> yeah so that's kind of the whole purpose of this so yeah yeah movement doors and everything like even the drawers i've never really like walked into the kitchen and had all my cabinets open up or anything crazy like that things yeah. like you see in the movies but i have had objects and stuff and then poltergeist activity so uh, poltergeist activity is generally created by somebody with like PK abilities and it can be caused during times of like when, especially when you're younger around the age of puberty, which we've spoke about before, which I find ironic, um, when you have a lot of emotions, it's, it's kind of running on emotional trauma. So when somebody with PK abilities gets really upset, then certain things can start happening. Um, including the movement of objects or sounds or whatever. But I've also heard that this actual energy can, you know, continue to pour out of this individual and in turn create and manifest an entity that can develop its own yep. consciousness, which is where poltergeist activity I becomes agree. the most dangerous. 
So, and that kind of falls under, you know, moving objects. So my mother, when she was younger, she swears that she used to be able to do this type of stuff. She would get mad. She, she kind of had a rough upbringing and she'd like fight with her mother or my grand or my great grandmother, which was her grandmother. And she said that she would like slam the door. She'd be sitting on her bed and slam the door and she has no reason to lie to me. So she definitely said she had PK abilities and I never, she never really told me about it until probably about a year ago, which I found fascinating. Sometimes people though, a lot of times really, they're not even aware of it, but somebody that has PK abilities can actually be the cause of moving objects. So, you know, you have your environmental or your place you know your place that could be haunted but also that goes into haunted person as well yeah and i think the thing okay so when i was telling you about my taser and how it went off the table by itself i feel like that was pk i feel like that was pk yeah very well could have been because as we've talked i mean it makes me wonder if you emotionally if you've had like some issues you know back in the day and then express them because you're kind of like a portal mm -hmm. in a way we've talked about this and you know and i don't know if you want to elaborate on that yet but yeah it makes and sense. even another psychic has uh agreed that i am like a vortex of energy <laughs> yeah look do you want to you want to drop some do clout we? because <laughs> it wasn't just any psychic. let's do it it's not clout. It's not clout, though. It's Go just like... It. It's it's not. It's cool, actually. Yeah, so I think it's cool. I had a reading done for myself because it's always good to get readings from other people to see other points of views because I'm always doing it for other people, yeah. but it's harder for me to look inwards on myself. So I had um, scheduled a session with Liv from Metapsychics. So she confirmed that i am a vortex of energy yeah and it's something that i've actually talked to you about mm -hmm. a while back so i had actually said something to you and then she said something to you which is kind of interesting i mean i'm not trying to say you know anything yeah. about me i just thought it was cool like she validated that for me because of things that have happened in the past with Emily. And I'm like, Emily, I think you're a vortex. I think you're drawing shit yeah, in because somehow. I was opening portals too. And I didn't understand how or why they just would appear. And I had to do with mm -hmm. astral projecting and how I do it so often. But I feel like in those instances, it was when I was forcing it. Yeah, and I agree with that because the way I found out is I actually did a um, astral or remote viewing walkthrough of Emily's house because she was having quite a bit of trouble and I ended up, um, I could even, when I was doing this, y'all, it was crazy. I could feel like the hardwood on my feet. My feet were getting cold and I'm visually walking through her house and I saw three portals. I drew out a picture and everything in her bedroom and come to find out um the way the, the what i was seeing was in reference to how she was cleansing her house so she i mean i'm not trying to 
say anything bad, but it's good for people to know how important it is to cleanse your house properly because Emily was doing it inappropriately, unfortunately, which was locking a lot of energy in her bedroom in the corner. And it was creating like this black mass on the astral realm or what you know what mm -hmm. people call the nether <laughs> or you know, whatever. And she had three they were I was seeing multiple uh, multiple doors in her bedroom. But in some of the doors, one of the doors was black and then two of the doors were full of like colored light and they were entrances and portals that had been created through her astral projections but she was able to fix that with properly um, the feng shui of mm -hmm. her cleansings basically she was able to fix that but it was bunching all of that negative energy up into the corner of her bedroom which was probably like causing a lot of the stuff that was happening yeah, and in her that's house. the importance of knowing so like that's one thing that there's a lot of misinformation online about so it's very important to make sure mm -hmm. you do it right I'm not gonna name any names but i'm yeah. just saying it's important to know because you get a lot of tiktokers a lot of youtubers that say the wrong stuff and then you do it wrong and then you have this happen yep. and i think part of the reason in my parents house there were so many issues were because i was doing it wrong because you know i trusted the source and yeah 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 and i mean i encourage everybody not to take our word for it because at the end of the day our experiences is you know and everything that we learn is based on our perception and everybody has a different type of perception and you know somebody else will be able to give you more information than even us and vice versa so you you've got to do your own research and you've got to like i mean it's good to find trusted sources but you really got to make sure you know what you're doing before you start trying to take matters into your own hands and it's also too when it comes to cleansing your space it also depends on your environment and your house and uh -huh. wherever you're living because while the source i got it from it works for that person well their house isn't the same as mine so it makes sense as to why it didn't work the way it worked for them right and we're going to go through at the end of this and yeah. just briefly talk about uh like i said about kind of how to do certain things and we'll probably go ahead and cover a general rule of thumb for cleansings at the very end when we get yep. done with the rest of our stuff so i guess we could go ahead and move on to electronics because this is all a part of like our environment and things that you'll notice in the environment um definitely electronical disturbances so emily would you like to go over electronical disturbances <laughs> sure so i have flickering lights because that's like the most common thing faulty electronics dead batteries things turning off and on things like that so for my experience when i was having my haunting in my parents house one thing that would happen at three o'clock in the morning no matter what in the basement when my room was down there all the freaking electronics would start dinging and going off at the same time so my printer Ooh. would go off at the same time as like alarms and a computer would turn on by itself and shit like that I, I yeah Mm, I've never okay so I've had shit like turn on like the TV or the radio occasionally but as far as electronics and stuff um lights and stuff like that I've never really had too many experiences with electronics unless it's something like um 
you know, EMF readings and stuff like that. So I had a little experience with that, but never anything like that. Oh, yeah, my ghost box. Is it a ghost box? That that thing. So, yeah, basically the spirit box. Some people call it ghost box, spirit box. But it's the thing that sweeps through the radio stations. And that thing just mm-hmm. cut on it's out on of my, nowhere uh, while you were talking uh, Instagram. So if you want to see it, you can go on my Instagram and look at the little video I did because I did a screen recording. <laughs> Yeah, that's a yeah. I remember that now, and that would be your example of mm-hmm. you know electronical interferences. Like I said, I don't have too many. The only other thing that I think, and, if I can, oh, I was gonna say, and so what happens with that is it has to do with the mechanical energy and the kinetic energy. When you have like an earthbound spirit, for example, because the kinetic energy isn't compatible with the mechanical energy, and vice versa it causes some issues and they know it that's why they do it mm-hmm. and because everything's made of energy and it can affect uh, you know other electromagnetic fields that goes into like electromagnetic fields as well because that's how you know they're drawing energy the higher the electromagnetic field the more energy is available for things to happen so they draw actually you know what they draw off of it because when I was in my basement before, like years ago, this was probably about a year after I moved in here. And so we're looking at like maybe 10, a decade ago, I was on my weight bench and I was doing my little workouts and everything. And all of a sudden I see a black figure over at my electrical box that runs my whole house. Yeah, that's freaking weird. Yeah, so they definitely can interfere with it and, you know, they communicate with it. That's how a lot of these ghost equipment things work. Eventually, I would like to have some ghost equipment myself. It's kind of like on Stranger Things when you have um, Winona Ryder. I forget what her character's name is. And she's trying to communicate with her son through the Christmas lights. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to do that so bad for Halloween this year. I wanted to like set up my um my ten by twelves and or my ten by twenty and my ten by ten tent like I did um last not this past year but the year before and do a Stranger Thing Things themed party for the kids and I mm-hmm. really wanted to do that so bad. <laughs> yeah, it'd have been so cool. Um, that's my list from for electrical issues because I didn't have that many experiences with it right but it is a big part of hauntings and stuff as well unfortunately we just don't have as many good stories for that one personally myself either so these are the kind of environmental things that can happen when you are experiencing a haunting in the location that you live or work or Mm -hmm. whatnot doesn't just have to be your home so And then you move into what we classified as physical or mental things that can happen. So this would happen to the individual or the people in your home. So that would be kind of the next classification. Um, And it can be different things. A lot of times you will have things happen even mentally before they'll happen physically. I've noticed. Now, Mm -hmm. is that going to be the same for every case? No. But... You know, that's just for me personally, that's how it's yeah, happened. For to me, me, it's both at the same time. Right, right. Well, do you want to start with which one do you want to start with, physical or mental? Let's do physical because I feel like electrical is also kind of physical. Okay. So, physical, I have like shadows 
apparitions, like seeing things. So that's like with your clairvoyance, if you have that. But this is mostly with the uh, seeing. Um, physical illness. So like rashes and scratch marks and stuff. Um, bug infestation. And then I put cold and hot spots. Right. So, and because you're going to sense those. So, I mean, physical um, can also can be related to Claire, um, Claire buoyance mm -hmm. and also Claire sentient as well, because you're feeling these different things. So, if you have abilities, then, you know, it might be associated with those two things. Like, if you're the only person that's having, you know, this happened to, and you're in a room full of people and you're the only person that hears something. You know, and it's obviously not a legit mental mm -hmm. illness. It could be that. So I wanted to add in touch because we're doing physical and touch is physical. And I don't know about you, Chastity, but I've been touched by negative entities before and it's not fun. Mm -mm. No, I've been touched by I've, I've been touched by spiritual energy quite a bit, but not as many stories i think as you've told me honestly but i do have that happen a lot i think I, my resting bitch face is pretty strong even in <laughs> spirit so <laughs> i've had i've been touched playing video games like someone touching my hair i've literally been tackled and body slammed on my bed while i was fully awake i wasn't even sleeping yeah, yeah and i crazy. literally felt like someone broke into my house in this new house and like tackled me and it scared the fucking shit out of me yeah and i've never quite had those experiences i did share though where the bed had got smushed down and then that was while i was awake and in the astral i got my legs picked up but this past week um unfortunately uh v lost a family member and he's been uh ill for a while but he was at home it was christmas day and i saw a woman in my mind's eye standing beside his bed like tending to him because and i knew that his like we didn't know it just happened so fast just but i knew honestly that it was time was shorter for him because he was sleeping all the time he was in transition and I walked past him. I was like three feet away from him. And his wife was sitting on the bed with my holding my daughter, my youngest daughter. And something touched me in the top. I thought it was like a fan string. How, you, you know, you pull to turn your fan on or whatever. There was nothing above my head, but something touched the back of my head. Like right, in, right at my crown chakra, matter of fact. It wasn't crazy creepy, but it was like, whoa. Who yeah, it's me? kind of like <laughs> enough to know that there's something there. Mm -hmm. And I shared in one of the previous episodes the night that we got done recording with uh, Dead Serious Investigations, something present like walked in a presence walked into my room and I smelled cologne and then like it goes numb. So there's different types of touches you will experience. You might feel pressure. Sometimes you'll feel tingle. Like it might be like your your limbs or the part of your body that's being touched goes numb. There's different ways, and that's when you're awake, not necessarily being in the astral. Yeah. And I've had, even recently, just being touched enough for me to feel it, but like on where my like my hair, and it's like I can feel them touching my hair. But yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> no, it's it's kind of creepy, and it's sometimes the touches are not always malevolent. Sometimes they're past relatives. Sometimes I think sometimes too. But it's easy for me, it's easier to tell if you're very alarmed by being touched and there's, you know, it's invasive because there are people that 
have experienced some extreme cases where, you know, they are touched in ways that nobody should be touched unless they want to be. So that's where, you know, things start crossing the line and that's where you move into the realm of like incubuses and succubuses. But we're trying to stay out of the demonic realm for the most part in this. We're mentioning mentioning some more malevolent things, but even human spirits are um, that were hu once human, they still descend and can become, you know, lose their humanness where they didn't pass on and go to the light, where they stayed behind. So that is possible, though, too. Yeah. Just to add again. And then now we're going to go to uh, smell. So if you have random odors or smells, for example, like let's say you have a deceased grandmother and she liked to smoke a pack of cigarettes a day and she had a perfume that she liked to wear and you start smelling that, yeah, there's a chance it could be her. Yes, there's a very good chance. Um, if you're not able to discern spirit, it's it can be frightening, but a lot of times... Uh, my grandmother wore Charlie. We spoke about that. I would, we would randomly smell that. But one thing my mother used to experience, and she learned this from a woman that practices um, hoodoo, basically, or not my hoodoo, but Appalachian folk magic. And she taught my mother, if you smell like ammonia in your kitchen, somebody's getting ready to pass. So smells can indicate the presence of a spirit. They can also indicate events and certain types of beliefs. And depending on the odor, so like, I know we're not touching upon demonic stuff, but, you know, that has been said that, like, depending on the odor, it could be related to certain entities and stuff. So, like, the smell of dead meat or dead anything, carcasses or fecal matter, usually, that could also be another indicator. Urine, sulfury smells is common, you know, amongst that. Now, I've never really smelt sulfur, but I have smelt like death. And I'm I'm not talking about like somebody that's passed in a room. I'm talking about like rotting flesh. I have smelt nasty, vulgar smells and then had experiences that were quite terrifying yeah. after that. Yeah, I, I've had stuff I don't know like if I have well. or not. If I do or did have that happen, I don't remember. Yeah right it was just like walking into the house and there'd be an awful odor that wasn't there previously or just in a space and certain places hold residual smells too so smells i think can be like residual yeah. energy as well i feel like mold too and it's that one's kind of trippy because you could have mold in your house or yeah. it's like um energy that's been stale and sitting there yeah yep so we're gonna move on to the next one which i have as um, mental or psychological things of a haunting so that can include mm -hmm. anxiety feeling watch nightmares fatigue mood swings mental illness clumsy rational behavior and this is stuff that comes out of nowhere so if you're someone you know, that never had any issues with mental illness or anxiety, and then all of a sudden it comes out of nowhere, chances are you might have an entity there causing them things. You know, if you already have those issues, they can make them worse. Exactly. And it, this is a really big one because it not only is it somewhat taboo to speak about, you know, in 
our culture to talk about mental illness or anything associated with that, but it also your mental illness can be associated to family curses. And, uh, you know, that's taboo in itself because, you know, we're saying don't seek help. You know, you want to seek professional help. We state that in the beginning, do not use any of this information as, you know, medical advice, but beware your, when you go in and talk about curses and things of the such, you, that can be passed down generation to generation and cause you to have certain mood differences. So it is a big part of dealing with something that is more malevolent. Um, generally, just a trickster spirit's not going to get in your head and start speaking to you. Now, dealing with darker things, if you are clairaudient or have any of those types of abilities, and the biggest thing I always say is learning the difference between your own thoughts, divine whispers, and intrusive thoughts. And it kind of comes for me in different ways, uh, different only way I can explain it is different frequencies. But these, you know, if you're perfectly fine and then let's say you go to a haunted location, like for example, where I went uh, recently to Madison Dry Goods and come back and I did notice a shift in my mood. Um, I noticed that something was kind of like lingering energetically and it can affect my mood and your drive to do things, things that you like enjoyed doing before. Like I've kind of been a little more reclusive and just not as excited about doing things that I have been before since I visited Madison Dry Goods. And I feel like it may affected my mental health a little bit. Um, and knowing that because there's nothing else causing that besides the loss of a family member, which is always sad in itself and can trigger things in your mind to kind of think you make you think more of your mortality. Um, just know by like visiting haunted places outside of just your location that you're in being haunted. Um, it can, it can trigger these things. So these are things you have to watch out for mood swings. That is really big with the area up in Stokes County as well. Like a lot of the men that have, are from there that have dealt with uh, hauntings and stuff like that overall energy really affects the men in a kind of a violent way. They can become violent, whether that's physical or mental abuse. Um, and the women too, I mean, not just the men, I'm just saying from my, my point of view. But yeah, it can trigger you. You might just get angry out of nowhere. And that it, that's what, you know, causes a lot of issues, depression, all of that. Yeah. And then from my perspective, I've had evil, evil entities try to get me to do heinous things and try to insert thoughts into my head using my own like thinking voice and me right off the bat. I know immediately how I think and I'm like, nah, that ain't me. Um, bye. Like, it's it's very trippy and freaky and that's one thing that I probably would hate the most. Like I can deal with astral realm attacks, no problem. Like psychic attacks, no problem. But when they start getting into your thoughts and into your head, that's the scary part. And that's how people, you know, end up killing their entire family because, you know, these negative entities can do it to certain people especially if they're mentally vulnerable enough absolutely and moving and understand this too for me once i realized how negative energies in my life were influencing me and once i started to put a stop to it 
For me, the last place they attack is your mental. Even though they might attack you first when you block them out physically. And, um, you know, to, I guess you could say just in general, like physical surroundings and stuff, they start coming through your mind. So, for example, I was riding down the road. I felt an energy in my back seat. So, I have, I don't know how to describe this, but basically... I'm able to split my consciousness and awareness from being presently here and then like how I do astral walks through people's houses I'm still consciously awake so it's not quite like a trance so I can be I can be like in pilot mode here in the present but then put myself on the astral well I did that while I was driving down the road which sounds dangerous but it's not because I'm still operating fully in the present and what we call the natural world and then supernaturally kick that shit out of my car right and you know you think about these things like oh they're in my head well that night while i was laying in bed something tapped me on top of my head and said don't you ever fucking do that to me again like randomly out of nowhere that's fine yeah so i mean they get in your head and um after you know dealing with stuff like that that's kind of like their last ditch effort. So if you're going through a spiritual awakening, spiritual transformation, or you're getting away from what we would consider a haunting, bear that in mind. Like the last part they try to cling on to is mentally. And that is from, from what has happened to me. Yeah. And I think that has to do too with like trying to wear you down through the other types of like their haunting methods. It's like they wear you down first doing those things so like the unexplained noises the moving objects and the physical touching and all that shit they will go to your mental last like chas said because at this point you know they either have worn you down enough and now they know they have control or the other shit didn't work on you and now this is a last ditch effort exactly and that that is how it was for me I'm coming out, you, you go through this period of have, uh, dealing with a haunting and you go through so much transformation and when you start to understand that there's more than just the natural life and you start realizing that there is so much more spiritually and it's a ride, like it's it's never completely up, 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 it's just like life, it's a rolling hill. So, and I mean, even on the other side of me now, accepting that I have abilities, I've been validated enough by other people, strangers that don't even know that. I know that my gifts are real or the, my abilities are real. I still struggle sometimes because you always are moving through, but then things calm down to on the other side. Like in my home, I really haven't had much activity in my home in a while based on what the things that I have done, which we're going to get to some of that you know later on but just as a side note and then the next and last one is haunting through like surrounding wildlife and animals so this includes like birds flying into your house and dying infestation of animals and or bugs plants dying dogs or cats freaking out over nothing and nothing as in like quotation marks over nothing <laughs> um just weird animal behavior that they typically normally would not do so i have quite a few examples of this so i've had animals my entire life um i've always had dogs and cat and i even had a chameleon at one point but so my one dog we had 
actually on Christmas a few years ago attacked and killed my one dog. And like we knew it had issues, but it it just was weird like how it reacted to things. Like I was her favorite person and then everyone she would come into contact with certain people she was fine with but then other people it it was just so weird and then we'd have you know animals barking or meowing at the wall and then I've had a I had a chameleon and that thing dropped dead out of nowhere like it died out of nowhere and you know I'm very conscientious of my animals like when there's something wrong like I notice immediately and I try to take care of business and this thing fell ill and within like a day or two it was it was gone that's awful yeah it's tough and you know animals they already are more connected to the spiritual side dogs and cats um a lot of times with cats you'll know like if you have a cat that will sleep maybe on your bed or come hang out every once in a while and you're having spiritual activity in your house cats will notice so for example my cat was sitting on the end of my bed and my door was open and my fiance's at the door and my kids are running through the house all of a sudden i see like this ball of light come in my room and like go to the other side and basically out the wall me and the cat both saw it the cat was like got alerted and everything just set up and watched it so you know they're and they even see more things than even a psychic person sometimes some i mean some people have great clairvoyant abilities where they they see things a lot without being in their mind's eye they physically see them with their eyeballs but then also clairvoyancy can come in where you, you you're looking but you see the you see an image on top of like what you're actually physically seeing so clairvoyance can come in in different ways and animals have that ability already a lot of them i will say every single animal but uh yeah my cat saw that and then <laughs> dogs they'll react to things like they may hear like the ethereal knocks and bumps and bangs they're very alert yeah and um ghost my dog he i i watch him a lot because he does astral project with me once in a while and he's very good at that and i do watch him like in the house and see if he's looking around at like walls and stuff because to me that makes me more alert as well and a lot of times he does see that stuff and i'm like okay i guess it's time to do a cleansing uh yeah but um the malevolent entities will use your animals against you and they can make them sick and stuff too. Yep. I've had that happen. Like where animals can absorb in certain cases, negative energy and they will do that for you. I've heard of stories where animals absorb sickness and even, I mean, it's hard to kind of stay out of the darker malevolent or demonic entities in this because it is there there's a lot to do with it we're going to make a totally separate video about that and go into our recording rather about that but uh they can absorb illnesses and illnesses can be attributed to a negative entity they actually can manipulate and it's, it's through different ways even magic so magic is very real and people can perform magic and i'm not saying all magic is bad i'm just saying that people have had bad intentions can make bad things happen and your animals can pick up on that too yeah and with the plants dying you know i i was told too that i should have plants i've been told that by my guides and actually live for meta psychics 
too. And yeah, they're like, you need to have more plants. And my guides were like, yeah, that'll it'll help protect you from the negative energy. And if, you know, anyone releases an attack on you, the plants will take it first. That's why if they die all of a sudden for no reason, chances are it protected you. Yeah, definitely. And I've had the case and also plants are reactive to your mood. So like if you are in a good mood, you, you plants, there's a whole nother, that's a whole nother ball game too. Cause plants are actually spiritual as well, of course. And then they also have all the metaphysical benefits with the herbs and stuff. Like I used to grow herbs in my yard and I think this year I'm going to get back into it and start harvesting herbs for my own medicinal purposes as well. I'm excited about that. I want to do that, that too. I just wish I had a yard to do that with. Right. You can do it indoors. You can get you a hydroponic system going and the cops will come in and bust you for your <laughs> rosemary. <laughs> they go come in and bust. They'll be like, I mean, we saw the heat signature from the, yeah. the you know, helicopter, ma'am. We just thought maybe you were growing marijuana. Yeah, uh, that's funny. <laughs> They'd probably want to do it with me. <laughs> in this place <laughs> oh yeah especially and it goes back to places having energy in itself like you know we've talked about where emily lives it's more congested but uh, near where she lives it's like well known for people basically being homeless and having a very bad uh, disease and addiction to drugs and that leaves a stain and an imprint on an area i can't even imagine 100 years from now if we're all even here before, you know, everybody's blown up by a bomb or whatever hell is going to happen, like how that's going to affect people living there a mm -hmm. hundred years. Yeah. From Cause now. we're talking about native Americans and stuff, but what about all the shit we're doing and you know, people living now versus what it'll be like in 400 years, who knows? Yep. And the whole like spiritual, we're going through a, a whole new spiritual revolution because uh, astrologically we have, you know, made our way back to the spiritual awakening part. And now people are doing a lot more things involving witchcraft and stuff that they may have started researching six months ago that wasn't passed down through generations or even opening portals and all that stuff, which is thinning the veil. So on the next revolution, which is like 150-ish, give or take years, like how is that spiritual revolu revolution going to look? It's going to propel us into higher, because it's not all negative. Not everything's negative. Look, our podcast, we talk about the darker side of things because the positive things and the toxic positivity that is currently in you know society right now when it comes to spirituality it's not necessarily a bad thing but it's also uh good to know like the darker side of stuff because people experience this not everybody experiences things in a positive light now could that be part of their psychology the psychological makeup of the things they've experienced and the traumas absolutely it could be but there is a way to start to handle that and move past these things when you start experiencing them because a lot of times that's why you have people like for example the foreman brothers or paranormal nightmare they go into places they do cleansings you know sometimes it helps sometimes it don't but it also depends on the person because psychologically if you're not well then you know even if you are having mental issues that aren't, aren't associated with you know malevolent energy they can easily come in and start manipulating you to do things to yourself and others or your your brain because your thoughts transition into how you perceive the world and it also like you know manifest things around you so all this is really important in retrospective to talk about 
the darker things. Even though it's not the way we live, we've experienced them. And that's why we want to tell you guys this because we know there's other people out there that need more than just the positive side of things because they need mm -hmm. answers. You know, And this is just our way of showing how we relate to every single one of you because, listen, my first spiritual experience was not positive and i feel like a lot of people's weren't positive so i think this is a good episode for those people with the issues yeah yes yes and people that are just kind of getting on board with accepting the fact that there is something more than just our waking life like this is probably the episode that you know have you questioning things or relating to things that happen and we want to hear your stories if anybody has anything they want to share please please email us because we would love to hear your perspective and point of view because that's the whole point of origins we have some things in mind and things lined up for people to come on we're going to reach out to certain individuals that uh, we really would like to hear from and see if they want to come on the show as well. We're super excited about that. Yay! So now that we've gone through the signs of a haunting, we want to switch gears a little bit and just give our um, quick protection tips. So um, I have a list of 13 for right now, but it might, you know, be more as we go through if, like, I remember anymore. Right. And yeah, Chas, feel free to add in some things that I missed. Sure. So the first thing, the first and most important thing I have here on my list is inner healing and making sure like you have a sound mind and, you know, all the health stuff is taken care of because like we stated previously, you know, negative things can and we'll try to go at your psychological state of mind. Such, I don't know what you want to call it, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it'll it'll attack. So you have to have all that stuff, your duckies in a row, and at least start on your journey to healing your past traumas because they come in and feed off the energetic, you know, signals of those traumas. That's their food. So it's extremely important to start trying to let go and basically what we would refer to as surrender to the divine. You know, we try to mold, we try to, you can create your own life, but there's things that sometimes that are out of your control that you just have to, that's happened that you just have to try to make peace with and let go. And that's one of the first steps of trying to rid yourself of a haunting quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing I have is cleansing your space with sage and palo santo like simultaneously and um yeah so it's important in which how you do it in the order of like rooms and stuff pretty much you want to let's say you're a single story no basement you want to start in the back of your home it's best to crack windows it doesn't have to be every room it can just be one or two rooms if you want to crack every window that's cool you know but you want to work the your way from the most back part of your house and you want to do you want to basically draw out your walls imagine you when you're using sage or uh, palo santo you want to draw the outline of your walls doors and windows you also want to have some type of protective 
saying or prayer that you've developed or whatever you feel comfortable doing and you basically go from the furthest most point out the door and you do that for every room in your house and then you work your way towards your front door or if like for me I use my back door most of the time so I don't consider my front door as the main entrance I use my back door so whatever your main entrance is that's the last place that you want to sage and that's where you basically move everything out so you're pushing everything out the door as i'm saying this i saw something across the room just mm. move i just sit here and said that i haven't had anything happen maybe it was my Jinxed eyes it. anyway <laughs> fuck that um <laughs> fuck that uh anyways yeah maybe i need to cleanse but yeah you want to do that I also use incense every day like i use them almost every day i have different types of incense for different mm -hmm. things uh, different manifesting things or just purification and a routine is really important for me uh being doing the type of work that i do um i like to you know light different color candles i generally use you can use a white candle for everything but it just makes me spiritually feel better as well so you can do just room with uh, just a room with incense mm -hmm. yeah well. so if you have a two-story house you know, you stop, you start in a, let's say you have a two-story house in a basement. You, I personally recommend doing the same thing I just said and doing it upstairs and then doing the, you can either skip and go straight to the basement and go downstairs and come back up and then go out the main door. That's how I personally would do it in the same routine. You just start in the back most of your house and you push everything out because if you make the mistake by not doing this right, you are con you are sealing this energy into a certain, concentrating it into a certain part of your house, which can manifest and do different things and make shit worse. So that it's really Yes, important. guys, I am that person who oopsed when I was learning. So don't be me. <laughs> Yeah, and it caused her a lot of problems, you know, and she couldn't, she didn't figure out, couldn't figure out what was going wrong. Like, why wasn't it working for her? It's because she was doing it improperly. If you do not feel comfortable doing this yourself, you can find somebody that will. You can also have your house blessed by a preacher or a priest. If you can find somebody that's willing to do that, that's in that type of work, um, that's always helpful. You can also use holy oil to do this as well or ho holy water to do this as well. It doesn't have to be Palo Santo or sage. There's also tons of different types of herbs like rosemary is very protective mm -hmm. and whatnot too. So you just covered uh, number two and number six. So the protection candles and incense. And we got the holy oil and holy water. And then for number three, I have be clear with ascended beings. You want the thing gone yep you gotta cut that attachment you have to be very precise and be like yeah um this thing that's going on i don't want it anymore i don't want this thing here anymore it needs to go yep there they will help you whoever you choose to pray to or whoever work you work with you can ask them for guidance because they are unless it's like an emergency situation we have free will and they're not allowed to mess with that so until you actually state that you no longer want this in your life it'll stay and i mean just because you state you don't want it in your life doesn't mean it will leave there's still other things you may have to do but if you're lucky enough it may just kind of resolve on its own but you still have to state that you have to make that statement yeah and then number four, practice light or spiritual shields or barriers. Yes, bring in the gold light. Or if you can't visualize gold light, use blue light. 
or any light that you feel more confident with yeah and it's, it's sometimes it's a natural thing so like for me i can definitely something i did even before i started doing any type of spiritual practices where i visualized a stream of golden white light coming down from the top or from the heavens and surrounding your body that is a protective from the divine so that is the light of the divine but like when i do my light work and i project my light my light is like a light blue I don't project golden bright light i more or less and this is from my perspective it's light and white but it's like a whitish blue light i don't know why mm -hmm. but that's just me for me it's usually just white light and i started using blue light because blue light is also really easy to use mm -hmm. i also just like it because it's blue <laughs> yeah <laughs> Go figure. Mm -hmm. But yeah, different colors have different meanings. And that is one of the first things Spirit told me when I started in on my journey that colors mean things here and in the spirit. Mm -hmm. And then the next one I have bath rituals. And for me, I use that stuff to cleanse out any negative residual energy that may have attached to me throughout the day because I am empathic and clairsentient. So I feel things more i don't know more than most people and i try to if i'm in a heavy area bath ritual i'll throw in some herbs some salts some different kinds of like flower petals because flowers some of them have special herbal properties and things yeah the metaphysical properties of each thing and the way you use it the metaphysical properties of these uh, of these herbs and spices and flowers they all interact on a spiritual level they're not necessarily they also have a you know a scent some of them have scents which trigger our mind and everything to you know feel a certain way it's just how we see colors like uh, with our eyeballs they trigger certain emotions well metaphysically they they affect the spiritual realm and just in general showering whether you want to add all this stuff to your bath or not the actual you know of putting yourself in water is a cleansing thing it's like why people go to the river and go swimming there's a lot of stuff about that you know out on the the daddy google yeah and if you don't have crystals because crystals is another one that you can use to help get rid of things or shield you from them so like your uh black tourmaline your um onyx what's the other black one obsidian, obsidian. Um, and jet you have jet as well um each metaphysical property of each crystal again interacts with energy it's all related to energy and spiritual spiritual side of things so you have those the first thing i did uh, when i started on my journey something told me to take my black obsidian stone and put it to my third eye if you have never done this and you have black obsidian or black tourmaline or any of that if you put it to your third eye it might be painful because it's literally sucking out like energetic blocks in my opinion and everybody i've had do it says the same exact thing like in their presence or even like over the phone or over the internet like it really i like how work. it feels yeah and it might hurt at first but then after you do it for a while it won't necessarily hurt anymore like and it's good it's something i don't do every single day i'm not working with crystals every single day of my life you know there's things that you know i still live a very normal life i guess you would say but i do incorporate these things not necessarily occasionally, but every few days or when I need it as on an as needed basis. I mean, personally, I use my rose quartz 
every time my stomach hurts, which is a lot. And it's almost like every morning. So, or every night, I'll go to sleep with it on my stomach and it makes me feel better. And then I can go to sleep or wake up or go to work or what have you. Yeah, everybody's different. You know, we've said this multiple times. So you just kind of, you know, have to find what's good for you. And there's a lot of uh, information out there that, you know, is not so bad about crystals, at least for the metaphysical stuff. And just kind of listen to your inner thoughts and your inner voice about how to use these, when to use these. You will intuitively know when it's time. And even, you know, let spirit guide you. If you're drawn to a crystal to use or pick up, or if you're in the store and you have the money to buy a specific crystal you see you're drawn to, there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. I've been drawn to moss agate like crazy, so I bought a massive tower of it. Yeah, I actually just started. It's interesting because I, uh, right before the new year, I pulled out three green stones to help with like my heart chakra and everything, and I used aventurine, green fluorite, mm-hmm. and moss agate. And those were the ones I was yeah. just drawn to. I was drawn to the aventurine one too, and that helps with if you have high cholesterol, I believe, too. Yep. Yep. There's not. Yeah. So it actually, there is body, you know, benefits, like actual physical benefits to the stones Mm -hmm. as well for health. And then the next one I have, oh, also I want to throw this in, like if you're in a pinch, like I was in a hotel and you don't have crystals, but you have ice, you can use that. Yeah, that actually worked. And it's water. So Mm -hmm. water's purifying. Like use it you can use it ritualistically by your own blessings i know that sounds mm-hmm. crazy but it is true it's kind of like you can make your own holy water too yeah it, it has to be you know it's something that you want to focus on it's a it, you know it's not something like yeah it's holy water you know <laughs> it's like yeah. praise jesus bam okay no it don't work like that but it's a it's a rich it's a ritual i mean we go through rituals every single day of our life so it's nothing mm-hmm. more or less than and then that. you did say house blessings but i'm gonna add in like an a house exorcism too yeah yep so you have someone and i wouldn't recommend doing this if you're not comfortable doing it because this can be a scary thing because they can it pop make mm-hmm. stuff pop off you know, you can just have a lot of bad things happen depending on the severity of the condition of the house energetically or what is there. Uh, I would not recommend doing it by yourself, but it said it's best to do it during the daylight, not necessarily at night. That's what I've heard, but I've done a lot of my stuff at night. I've cleansed people's homes and um, they've, you know, they've turned out just fine. But if you have something very serious, I would recommend seeking out help somebody that you know really does this type of stuff for a living or somebody that's comfortable doing it i would not take that on yourself also if you're in a bad mental state or just physical mental state you do not want to be exercising or really cleansing your home at all you need to seek out help because if you're not spiritually strong enough to do it it can actually backfire and if you don't do it correctly it mm-hmm. can also backfire. and then i was gonna add an exorcism or deliverance of a person too so that kind of yeah so the people around you it might not even be you the people around you we've talked about this before as well their mental state and you get every you get yourself cleansed you get your space cleansed but this person is still not on board or cleansed or 
in a good mental way, then they can actually be the portal to bring things back in. And then they lash out at you, making you again sad, depressed, angry, or do things you shouldn't do, which is the cycle. That's the cycle. And that's what they, you know, negative energies they bank on happening is working through mm -hmm. other people. And I feel like that's what happens a lot of times and why a lot of times it takes more than one time or one try yeah you can you have you have domain over yourself and your own thoughts but even if you're in a relationship you can't control what that other person does even if you're the closest yeah. to them so that's the tough part and sometimes you have to make sacrifices and i'm not saying break up with your old man or old lady or anything i'm just saying you know sometimes people have had to make sacrifices where they have to remove themselves from the toxic individual that does not want to hear it because they could be influenced in a multitude of ways yep and i've had people come to me and be like oh i think this person has an attachment but no matter what i do nothing works it's like well you can do whatever you want but at the end of the day that person a has to want it b has to ask for it to go and so on so like if it's not the specific person asking for that help or trying to you know follow through the instructions or guidance to get that help then it, they're not going to get help right so it's it's a lot like i said it's like an onion it's like layers and it's stuff you just have to work through yeah um so the next one i have and this one i was taught by from a friend you can use salt with ash and mix it with lemon juice and put it on like windows your entrances and mirrors if you have a haunted mirror and so on and if you don't want to use the lemon juice you could just do the salt and ash and just line your windows and entrances and stuff yeah so black it makes black salt and you have to have quite a bit of ash to do this but if you like for example i used um palo santo ash or like how it was like a wood stick so i set my palo santo on fire let it burn and then i took a razor blade and just scraped off the ash from it and made black salt uh, black salt and the color black when used for you know certain purposes uh can be very protective unless you're using it for the opposite pur purposes which can mean death so you're talking about two different type of spiritual practices we are talking about the more protective benevolent spiritual practices which black for us is an banishment and whatnot so it's it's good for that so black salt or black candles anything like that can mm -hmm. be used that way for sure salt i forgot about this salt if you don't salt is just like your cleansing of your house yeah. with sage for example you can if you make a salt circle you can like or around your house for example you if you don't have everything cleansed out of your house you can actually lock it in so salt you have to i mean just putting it your windows is one thing but if you're starting to try to do like salt circles around your house you have to make sure everything's out if not you're locking it in because salt as people have seen on movies and stuff it keeps stuff out or it can lock stuff in so it depends on what you're doing so you have to be very careful with that putting black salt in your windows isn't going to be locking stuff completely in for example but uh doing circles is totally different so sorry i wanted to yeah that's that fine yeah you don't want to piss off the entity <laughs> yeah and lock it in your house and then you're stuck until you know you go out there and break it basically but you know there's there's all kinds mm -hmm. of different stuff with that too and then the next one 
I have, especially for someone who's empathic or clairsentience, I have hibernation or hermit mode. So giving yourself space from other people. Yeah. Isolation is not necessarily a bad thing when you are overly sensitized to emotions and feelings and, you know, you, you need to have your space where you can go and you can do your own meditation, spiritual practices and where you feel comfortable yep. and you feel safe and you mm-hmm. need time. And you can to throw in meditation with that too. Cause I feel like meditation can also be used for so many things, but you can use it for protective measures. Yeah, and meditation is something that is really important when you're developing your own spiritual, you know, path. You want to try to meditate as much as possible because it balances your mind, body, and spirit. It brings it all together. And I just saw another light. I saw a blue light over there as I said that. So sometimes when I when I speak things that are extremely important or validating, I'll see lights. But for whatever reason, those big blue dot above my door over there. So yeah, meditation mm-hmm. is probably telling it's me like, to meditate. Cassie. <laughs> We have to tell you something. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, bitch, meditate. (laughs) All right. And then the last thing I have is Reiki or energy healing. So that kind of goes with the crystal stuff. But at the same time, you can use it separately, like depending on how you do it. Yeah, and Reiki can be used with crystals or just an actual healer. They don't always have to use crystals, but crystals is one way. You can do a form of Reiki on yourself Uh, if you don't want to go and pay the money for that. If you have a corresponding crystal to each chakra, you could do a meditation with those crystals and visualize moving energy throughout your bodies. I generally start at my toes and I move up to my head and like start trying to balance out my chakras the best I can without somebody that is a Reiki healer or Reiki master. But you can seek out those services um, to help balance your energy. There's people that do trauma Reiki, like that move people past traumas and all kinds of stuff. My guides just told me, they're like, don't forget to tell them to go outside. And I'm like, oh, ground yourself. Yes. Yep, that's important is going out on walks in nature. Um, you definitely, you know, if you can be barefoot in situations like that, that is really important. It doesn't have to be that way. But if you can walk outside just barefooted and just be in the moment and be present, that is the biggest thing. It's probably one of the hardest things for people, you know, in this generation and the generations before and, you know, all between now because we have so many distractions. We're all so busy. You have to remember to slow down and take your time and just mm-hmm. be present. I kind of want to throw in, like, cleansing your cards. Like, if you're a tarot reader, like, cleanse your cards, oh, yeah. guys. Yep, you need to, if you're doing readings or multiple readings, even for yourself, it's best to use smoke or light. That's what I personally use. Mm-hmm. I like candlelight the best. White candles, I like doing that. Or you can do them with stones yep, and crystals too. I do too. Uh, all of that. Yeah, it's good. Um, You know, it's just, it clears out the energy from the previous reading. I try to do it, all, I do it almost every time. I don't think that's 100% necessary unless you're jumping from client to client. But if you're just using them for yourself... You might not necessarily have to do that every single time, but personally, if I use them for somebody else, I'm doing it. I use them between readings. It's just something mm-hmm. I choose to do. Yeah, and so. I feel like the the store-bought ones are good to do it with. Um, I was told the ones that I'm making, they're special, so I don't really have to do it with those. But for the store ones that you buy, you have to because of the intention of the cards. 
Right. And she was told that not just by her guides, but yeah. by Liv from Metapsychic. She said there was something really cool surrounding that, but that's not it's my story. It's a today. surprise. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. so it's pretty cool. And I don't know, did I miss anything? Because I'm through my list here. Oh, wait, I did forget one. I forgot one. Okay. I So this is more of a personal one for me that anyone could apply but I said learning to fight back on astral realm and or asking your guides to teach you how to protect yourself on the astral plane. That's more your, I mean, I do the astral stuff. I, think, I was going to say, I, I think if you're somebody who's trying to get into this stuff, it's a good skill to have. Yeah, and for certain people like me, like I, I have astral experiences, but they're, I think, I feel like they're different than Emily's in a way. But they're still somewhat similar. And a lot of times my astral stuff happens before I go to bed. So if I lay here and close my eyes long enough, I'll start seeing things. And then I might start seeing certain scenarios and, you know, just different things. And then sometimes it happens when I'm asleep too. But it's everybody's different and will experience it based on their own perceptions in different mm-hmm. ways. I just threw that in there because, I don't know, for me, I like to fight on the astral realm. It's fun. Yeah. And see, I don't ever really have that issue a whole lot. Like, I never have to fight anything. The the only time that I can recall recently that I did was when I had that dream about the doll and then it turning into, like, this monstrous thing and I had to cut its head off. Besides that, though, even in, like, dream realm or being having dreams, like, most of the time, nothing ever really... Even if I'm in a bad place, they, for whatever reason, they don't mess with me. So I don't have to worry about none of that. But I have had to fight things off in a spiritual sense in the waking world, like anxiety attacks. Like when you start to have a spiritual anxiety attack, you have to kind of like have that you have different ways you can fight that off. And I usually use crystals and then just energetic, um, you know, frequencies and stuff like that. And it's something that people that do this type of work probably would understand more. It's very hard for me to explain and I'm gonna try to find a better way Mm -hmm. to explain all that. I want to also throw in as a bonus pets as protection because even though ghost oh, yeah. is a little cray cray he does help me with something so like through I had an astral attack probably a few days ago it was actually on the weekend I think and it was just attack after attack after attack and sometimes you just get in these cycles where you don't snap into like consciousness to being able to fight back but he did get me out of it and he was able to wake me up out of it and it was actually i was so happy i was like thank god ghost thank you yeah and that's that's like the difference in my astral experiences and yours is you actually interact with people and things and the astral me is people Mm -hmm. i don't know most of the time it's, it's, you know, and like my animals, they help me more on the physical than astral stuff. But I, uh, from knowing your chart and stuff, it makes sense. I'll tell you a little bit more about that later because I don't want to spread your business. But depending on your astrological chart will determine how you experience these things. And it also can determine what your strongest psychic abilities can be at certain times in your life. You may start out not being clairvoyant and then you have an astrological shift that will throw you into more of a quote unquote seer. Mm -hmm. And we'll get more into that when we cover like psychic abilities and more in depth. But 
you know, if you're experiencing things like this and it's, you very well could be experiencing them through the Claire's. That was the whole point of this is like to show, you know, if you're having these experiences and maybe other people aren't, maybe you are a psychic. You might not be a psychic medium because that's different than just being psychic. Psychic is, you know, intuitive. You experience it, you feel it. But the medium part is where you actually communicate with all the clairs. Just because you clairvoyant, you know, doesn't mean you can actually communicate mm -hmm. with the spirit world. That's yeah. what makes you a medium instead of a psychic. And then you're a, if you're a medium, you are a psychic too. So you're oh, psychic medium. <laughs> but yeah, guys, that kind of sums everything up. I don't think there's anything else I would personally like to add to this episode unless nope. you have anything else. Got a lot of things planned that we would like to do in 2023. Um, hopefully we can get our Patreon up and going soon. But Emily's been dealing with some medical issues. And then I'm actually coming down with a little bit of a cold. So you may notice a difference in my voice throughout this podcast. It's because we had to do it in two parts. Because I started feeling pretty bad in the last one. And had to take a break. So it's a little earlier on the next mm -hmm. day. Uh, we have a lot of things coming up. So guys, we really appreciate you checking us out as always. You're super special, awesome, and we love you a lot. Hey, if you have a haunted story you want to share, you can email us at lights at midnight podcast at gmail.com. Get in touch with us there. We'd love to hear from you. We really appreciate y'all uh, hanging around and checking it out. And yeah, thank you so much. We are super excited to bring you some super awesome content. We really appreciate you guys checking us out. Thank you to all that took the time to listen to this week's episode. Your support means the world to us. And remember, all of us have the ability to shine brightly and shed positivity, even in the darkest of places. Stay safe, stay well, and light it up.